a very warm, festive welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. We've got a festive roundup for you today on the show, the last one before Christmas. Here's what's coming up. We've got Rachel Malcolm, Dr. Rachel Malcolm, the Scotland captain, to reflect on Scotland's advancements to professional contracts. We've got Hannah O'Connor from Blackrock College, who were crowned champions at the weekend in the AIL League. And we've also got Gloucester Hartbury and Wales hooker Kelsey Jones to reflect on a Gloucester Hartbury outstanding start to the season in the English Premier 15s. We've got all the news, of course, as well. Results from France. We've got news from Italy, Spain, Hong Kong, as well as some fixture announcements from Ireland. That's all coming up on the WRP. Well, let's start on the international scene. Last week, Scotland announced professional contracts have been awarded to 28 players as part of its continued investment into the women's game. The contracts will run from December 2022 to November 2023. The first year focusing on the skills and physical development of each individual player who will base their existing clubs while also providing players the opportunity to have greater time for off-field performance activities such as analysis and recovery. Big, big news from Scotland. Big Scottish guest. The one and only Dr. Rachel Malcolm. Here we are then. Uh, a very, very good morning to Dr. Rachel Malcolm, the fully professional rugby player. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Rachel. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. Very happy. <laughs> yeah, you seem very happy. Um Look, let's get straight into it. How, how good does that sound? That this game that you have given blood, sweat, tears, and and, and a huge amount more to, uh, is now your full time job alongside was it twenty seven other players? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm, if I'm honest, like just hearing people say the words this week, it still doesn't feel quite real. Um, I think you know, for me, I didn't think. Obviously, like we've. We've, it's been talked about and we've pushed for it and stuff like that but I just I didn't think it would come just yet I wasn't sure if it would come while I was playing like all the bits and like it's never been about us it's been about growing Scotland women and pushing us forward but this is such a massive step for that uh, and I think you know we as a squad are just so passionate about like trying to put us on the map and push us forward and, and this just gives us the best opportunity to do that and the biggest thing for me is just how exciting it is that like young Scottish girls can now like aspire to be professional rugby players. It's it's very cool. How much chat was 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 there? You know, you've got a lot of time to get together in New Zealand and and probably since and been spending a bit of downtime, whatever. Yeah, it was spoken about, um, but unions quite quite often speak a lot about lots of things and and you know, and there's lots of words and, and not so much actions, but how much was it spoken about? Do you, oh, do you know what do you, what happens if we actually yeah, if it does happen? Yeah, I think in the last kind of, it's not been a, like, it's not necessarily been like an overnight process. So it's not, it's not a surprise to us that it's maybe, it's happened. Um, it was kind of, I think it was really in the limelight, wasn't it, over the Six Nations? I think, you know, the, the countries who were and in the countries who were. And I think that really like pushed conversations forward. Um, I think seeing the benefit of like, having support in the lead up to the qualifiers. And stuff like that, like it really showed how important it was for us to have that to, uh, to be. Able to, um, but 
we've we've been in the conversation which I think is super important you know we've had a voice and and I think that's that's massive in in any sport like for the players to to have some kind of voice within it and um but yeah no like it, it's it's been brilliant and we kind of had knew about it before we went to New Zealand so it meant that when we were out there we weren't we weren't thinking about it which I think is really important as well it wasn't something that you know we didn't we had that uncertainty in our mind which which it which is really good as well so no it's it's been talked about for a long time you know there's always that that excuse that people like to throw in and, and we don't like to talk about it as an excuse that we're not professional because we do we've always you know had this kind of standpoint that that we do act as professionals like that's what it's about your behaviors and it's a choice but now it just makes it that bit easier and it makes all the bits that go with it that bit more important the recovery side of things in particular I've, I've already seen like a massive difference in terms of just having that extra bit of time to to switch off mentally and physically and, and get your body right for for training and games so yeah it's it's super exciting well you can't kind of touch on what one of the points I wanted to pick up on then was what what difference does it make? And as you say, it was coming, wasn't it? You just paid for that, that that block time together before the the World Cup and what have you. And you're obviously out in the World Cup. Um, what does it actually mean? And you've got a taste of it then in, in, in New Zealand, although it's slightly different. What does it physically and, and, and mentally mean that you can actually just concentrate on on being an athlete twenty four seven? What does it mean? Yeah, you know, the, the people out there. What 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 does that difference actually physically mean on the ground? So traditionally, we would have all worked kind of like Monday to Friday, um, trained pre and post work Monday to Friday, um, and then travelled up Scotland generally on like a Friday night after work, uh, been in camp all day Saturday, all day Sunday, travelled home either Sunday night or early Monday morning and started again. Um, it's gradually over the last kind of year or two changed away from that a little bit. Um, but now it means that the bulk of us can just train throughout the day with our clubs so obviously a lot of us are down south in the prem 15s which generally you know all the clubs have a really good professional setup so and a lot of daytime trainers so we do a lot of our training in the daytime now um it means that you can recover between sessions you can get enough time to do your analysis and, and stuff like that you get your nutrition right um it also means that we can now live throughout the throughout the week other than at weekends um so it means that you actually have a day off every now and again which is crazy um and yeah it's 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 the, I think the biggest thing for for us is the the time to recover for me the time to recover mentally because usually any free time has always been spent kind of working um just trying to get on top of things and, and bits and bobs like that whereas once you've kind of got your training out of the way your analysis out of the way you can actually switch off from both rugby life work whatever um, so, so that's massive. It's, it, and I think we some probably have always neglected how important that is in performance um, because we've always just been so used to being busy. Um, but yeah, that's something I've felt a big difference from. And the only thing I was going to pick up on um, from your previous times was you said you, you're part of that conversation. Um, how, how, how did that work? How has that possibly shaped this decision? Um, and yeah, what, what it means to, to to you guys if if yeah, having a player there rather than not having a player there. How, how did we yeah. were you involved? Are you personally involved in those conversations? Uh, so when I say we were involved in the conversation, we were kind of kept in the loop throughout the process in terms of obviously what they planned to do. There was a big point around infrastructure and making sure we had the right infrastructure, and the right plan, so not just throwing money at something before we necessarily were ready to. Um, 
so that's why we kind of had dual plans in the lead up to qualifiers and world cup to allow for us all to kind of maintain bits of our life and stuff like that before they knew for sure that they had a secure plan and the infrastructure to support us in professional contracts um so we were kind of kept in the loop with that and, and where things were moving with that and, and then once that was all sorted then they kind of got their heads around how it would look and how it work because it's so different for all the different unions you know where i think you know england have it in a, in a good sense in that their players are all located in the same country and um, obviously i think about 90 percent of us are, are down here um wales are a bit closer to wales Ireland are about half and half in terms of where they're distributed. So it's like for, for all of us, it's quite different. And I think how the contracts are going to look and how the infrastructure looks is different. Um, so I think that was like a big thing for them was that they wanted to get how that looked right and how they supported us right, which I think, which I personally think is so important um, in terms of making the most of that step up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with um, kind of how, we're, how we've got to here. Um, and now it's just about pushing on and, and making the most of it. Rachel, did, does it feel, I mean, it, it, it's a coarse thing to say, isn't it? And, and, and Jim Mallander, lovely Jim Mallander, um, your high performance director there at uh, the SRU, um, so yeah, it's, it's a landmark moment for the Women's Performance Programme. But does it feel like a, a new chapter? Um, you and I have spoken regularly over the last few years and, and you know, the waters haven't always been calm. There's been some choppy waters there. Is it is it a moment to go? Bang! That's water under the bridge right now. We we start and we go from here. I personally think yes. Um, I think it's we've had a long kind of. I talk about it like a six year program in terms of that build up to the last World Cup in terms of <laughs> letdown of not getting in the last one and it's trying to get to this one and playing in this one so. There's been so much happening in that block of time. And it is almost now like, right, it is a new era. Like we talked, we, we talked a little World Cup about a new era um of Scotland women. And, and I think that's something that, that we wanna we wanna push on, um, especially now that we have got this place for the first time. Um and I think we've proven with our performances how close we are getting with, you know, every team we come up against. Um Except maybe the black friends, that was that was a bad day. <laughs> but we we are getting closer and closer. We're closing that gap. And I think, you know, the difference that this now professionalization of, of our team could make in terms of, you know, us being on the right side of those three point games is is massive. Um so I think, you know, once we start getting those results, the belief, the confidence, the buy-in from fans, from the union, the everything, it all comes, doesn't it? So I think yeah, I I really do think this is this is a new kind of starting point for us and and one we we're super passionate about pushing on from. Awesome. Um, I won't keep you any longer because it's Christmas and you're wrapping to do or whatever. <laughs> what have you asked Father Christmas for? Uh, so I want to start playing golf. Of course, you're Scottish. Yeah, after a couple of golf clubs. Nice. Oh well, look. It's a I mean, bit random. <laughs> no, not not in the slightest. But you won't guess them under the tree if they've been wrapped, will you? So the surprise will be no, brilliant. <laughs> I actually, I actually, I'm, I'm also going to go and pick them. So it's probably not going to be a huge amount of surprise. Right. Just a, <laughs> right. Okay. Just a small boat. Okay. Just, just smash all the magic of Christmas, Doctor. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's great. Look, Rachel. Thank you. What, what have you asked for? Um, um, world peace. Love and cuddles, that's all. Um, 
or just some scissors to cut my hair. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, look, it's been really nice to talk to you. Um, I just wanted to obviously just just mark the, the, those contracts because we've marked other sort of less sort of positive news items with you. And you've always been um, uh, open and honest. And um, yeah, we said it before. Your, your leadership is outstanding. I'm just so pleased you you get to be here in this yeah, the start of this this new era. And um, on that note, have um, have a few wee drams over Christmas and, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, have a lovely Christmas. Named for those contracts, Leah Bartlett, Christine Bilal, Sarah Bonner, Eliane Clark, Lisa Cockburn, Evie Gallagher, Jay Conkle Roberts, Rachel Malcolm, Ellis Martin, Rachel McLaughlin, Louise McMillan, Lindsay O'Donnell, Lana Skeldon, Jodie Retty, Emma Wassell, Molly Wright, and Young, Corinne Grant, Sarah Law, Katie Mattinson, Jenny Maxwell, Mary McDonald, Lisa Mosgrove. Helen Nelson, Emma Orr, Chloe Rowley, Merle Smith, Evie Wills, Rona Lloyd, Lisa Thompson and Shona Campbell have all accepted contracts with the GB7. So they'll be competing on the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series circuit for 2022-2023. Staying in the international news front, Cape Town 7's the winners for New Zealand, beating Australia 31-14 in the latest leg of the World 7 Series. Ireland got to another semi-final, but not to USA in the bronze medal match. Team GB finished up six. Got some injuries there, haven't they, as well? Next up are the back-to-back events in the men's and women's at Hamilton and Sydney in late January. Staying with Sevens, it's been announced a big shake-up starting in 2023 of the World Series, not before time. The remodelling will include seven festival style events in seven iconic global destination across seven months see the theme here uh, it will feature the best 12 women's and men's teams on equal pay an annual grand final event will crown the series champions and offer pathway to four women's teams to achieve promotion from the challenger series and this all kicks off in december 2023 a hong kong 15 have beaten Kazakhstan twice in their mini-series. 31-17 in the first and a dramatic comeback in the second to take it 14-12. In the absence of all the other teams, the Asia title is theirs as well. And Italy and Spain will lock horns in February at under-20 level. More growth for the game, perhaps a a full under-20s tournament beckons in the not-too-distant future. I'm Emma Mitchell, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. In Ireland, the fixes for the 2022-23 Vodafone Women's Interprovincial Championship have been confirmed. The three-round series gets underway on Saturday, January the 7th, with all games being broadcast free-to-air via TG4 and the BBC iPlayer. Round 1 sees Leinster host Connacht and Ulster travel to Munster. But in the Irish club game at the weekend, the delayed energy AIL Island League Women's Division final between Blackrock College and Railway Uni in the Champions was played out. And it was Blackrock College who ran out 27-7 convincing winners at Energy Park with tries from Dorothy Wall, Enya Breen, Anna Doyle and Maeve Liston. And one of the stars of that Blackrock College side is Ireland back grower Hannah O'Connor. She joins us on the pod now. Absolutely delighted to say that we've got uh, Hannah O'Connor on the pod. 
victorious Hannah O'Connor from the weekend. Ireland uh, at Blackrock College, number eight. Merry Christmas to you, Hannah. It looks very sunny and lovely where you are. Are you well? It does. Merry Christmas to you too, Johnny. It does look very sunny where I am. It's, it's a good angle of the, the light coming through the car window. So it's not as glorious as it looks, but we'll take it. It's not raining and not freezing over. So it's 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 a good day. Um, and this is going to be r- ridiculous for a podcast that's uh, just listeners, but you've got the most resplendent Christmas jumper on. That is special. I'm trying not to move too much because I'll sound like a cat. It's one of those ones with bells, all the bells and whistles attached, <laughs> literally. So... Uh, I'm a teacher, so you gotta you gotta put out all the stops to impress the kids. Ah, oh, awesome! So you bit 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 of time off now. Yes, literally just finished there at twelve o'clock. So Christmas holidays now from work. So yes, very welcomed at this stage of the year, thankfully. Awesome, and we well, yeah, what a Christmas present comes straight off uh, teaching the kids straight onto the women's rugby pod. I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that. All my Christmas presents come together. So, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, wanted to speak to you. Um, Twenty-seven-seven over railway union the 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 champs um take us through the 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 game like every time we've come together over the last um probably two years i'd say to play railway ourselves black rock against railway it's always been close it's always come down to like the finer details of things and we didn't expect anything different on saturday obviously with the postponement we were left waiting a week longer so um we had beaten them most recently in the league but of course like doesn't really count for anything. Once you get to the showpiece, anything can happen in the final. So we were very aware of all the threats that they bring. But um, I think the first half, we were in good control. Like we were getting good, good change off set piece, both scrums and line outs. And then just weren't executing where we would normally consider ourselves to be quite good in those areas. Had lots of chances within the 22 and just weren't converting. I think we had like, our percentages were ridiculously low for our entries into the 22, which normally would be quite high. And I suppose credit to Railway as well. They were well able to scramble defence and, and defend well against us, as they always do. So there's no surprise there. So I think they led, what was it, 7-5 at halftime. Yeah. It was really close. And like, again, we'd been in that position before where we had close kind of close half times, and, and I had had to come again. So the second half, we kind of hit the ground running a lot quicker and kind of got a bit more fluidity to our play. And again, kept the strength in the set piece. That was going quite well. Um, and managed to kind of score first. And then kind of went on from there and kind of put the foot down and kept the foot down and didn't ease off because they were well aware of the threats that they bring. Their team that have finished, like we have finished strongly over the course of the league in terms of second half performances, but so have they. So, you know, it's one of those where you you get a few points up, but you know that you're not home and hose just yet until uh, until the final whistle goes. So in the end, it worked out well for us, thankfully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As you say, you got that got that rhythm, wrestled that the game in the in the second half. Take us to the, yeah. the, the celebrations. Um must have been a, yeah, a, a great moment. As you say, you had to wait a, a, another week. It's nearing Christmas, yeah. all the rest of it. Um, what are the celebrations like? The bits you can pretty, pretty, Yeah, pretty pretty good celebrations. We keep it relatively PG for the pod. But yeah, I know it was good to be fair. It was a long time coming. You know, like we were there last year and it tasted the defeat of it in a final. And that was pretty sickening. You know, you still have a good night out after a final anyway, you know, for your celebration of getting there. But it's not quite the same until you win it. So yeah, we definitely made up for for last year's loss um, on Saturday night and on Sunday. So the cup is a, is a lovely shaped cup. So it, 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 it fills well, shall we say with, uh, with water and other beverages that you could fill it with. Yeah. We were well hydrated. Great, great, great stuff. Um, And now the provincials um, have been, been announced the, the, the fixes there. What's, what's the plan for you the next c- couple of months? 
Yeah, so we roll straight into it. It's a busy period, really. We're kind of finished club season now for the, the league part of the season, essentially. And uh, we roll straight into interprovincials. Like those of us who are lucky to be involved. So I'll be involved with Leinster. And we're literally back in, back there again now this evening um, with that group. So there's a really good group there. And then come, we'll train over Christmas, have a few training camps together as well to kind of get bedded in with all the different people from all the different clubs kind of coming together to make up Leinster and same for Munster, Connacht, Ulster, a lot of the same over Christmas. And then the 7th of January, we're straight into the matches with that. So it's busy, busy um, period coming up, but it's great. Like you, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be involved in it, involved in the, the higher levels of it and be playing, be playing matches. So it's a very, uh, after all the times of COVID of no games and stuff, it's still a very welcome occasion to have the matches of that caliber as well. So it's exciting times ahead. It certainly is. And in terms of Ireland, where's, where's your relationship with, with, with Ireland right now? <laughs> in terms of in terms of the national playing team or just the country in general? <laughs> the national playing team. I mean, we can go that broad if you like. But, uh, you know, yeah. so we do keep, try to keep sort of under under an hour for the pot. Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep it we'll keep with that. Oh, no, the look, national it's, playing team. It's, yeah, it's very much... Um, Obviously, we the last um, national camps we would have had would have been leading us up to going away in our tour to Japan. Obviously, we were devastated not to be, you know, making it to New Zealand for a World Cup. But, you know, we've kind of had, a, I suppose, a different trajectory of where we're going. And we take a lot of learnings out of Japan um, as a group. And then we have ourselves back into clubs since then. And then obviously back now into interventions. And the way it'll work is that kind of your your squad for Ireland is basically picked within obviously the girls who are over playing in the Prem and then the girls who will play in interprovincials and you know stand out and do well playing with that we'll be hoping that you know you put your hand up and that you're able to kind of hopefully get yourself in for those training camps or into the likes of the Celtic Cup which will be happening as well at the end of the interprovincials kind of to lead us into Six Nations so there'll be lots of rugby to be played and lots of time for kind of people to put their hands up and hopefully you'll be hoping that you know you're one of those people that get to be involved in it again so fingers crossed all will go well in that department, indeed, so. Do you, do you sense there's a there, there's been a, a change? Uh, it's well documented, sort of choppy waters that uh, Irish women have, uh, have been on, and you know letters from players and all that kind of stuff. But new man at the top, and when he's not playing his guitar or, or, or on the piano, singing singing away, which he does brilliantly, uh, just as well he's a, he's an even better coach, um, in, in my opinion. Um, but do, do, do you sense there's a a new kind of beginning. I'm just talking to Kelsey Jones on the pod as well. And yeah, with Wales, there's, there's a sense of a, a new chapter, Scotland as well. Is, is that the same, same in Ireland as you as a player? Yeah, absolutely. You've got, you've got to adjust to what's there. And, you know, obviously where we're not making a World Cup, we have that opportunity to go away and play two international test matches and have that prolonged period of time together while in Japan and beforehand. So we really felt the benefits of that. And obviously then we had a lot of new caps on that tour as well. A lot of new faces coming in and a lot of really young girls coming in there with serious talent. So yeah, definitely it's it's looking up for us in terms of going forward of what's coming through there in key positions. Um, you know, you could like Dana O'Brien coming in there at 10, Aoife Dalton in the middle there as well um, as a centre. And these are really young girls, you know, Nat- Natasha Behan as well, Maeve Dealey, there's girls that are playing and have got the experience now from playing at the, the top level of club level in Ireland and got reps there for their clubs as well. So it's all going to benefit. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a positive time for us. And as I said, it's an exciting period where we all kind of get to go against each other now come the interprovincials to see what everybody's about before, you know, hopefully putting your hand up to be back involved in a national side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, Hannah, we will leave it there. Um, no, you you still got Christmas shopping to do? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, still. Yeah, I'm glad you're in that camp as well. That's good. Yeah. Uh, panic buy, throw a bit of money at it. Job done. Uh, and what's the plans of Christmas? Round, round family. 
yeah I'll head home so Galway is home for me so I'll head home from the east to the west and I will spend time with family there yeah between dogs and babies we'll have a, a nice busy house so it'll be it'll be a nice time to to chill out with the family for a while magic Hannah thank you so yeah. much um have no, a great great festive season many many congratulations to you and the rest of the uh the girls of Black Rock, um, fabulous win for you. Uh, yeah, and as you say, n- nice bit of revenge and all the best to, for the next couple of months. Cheers. Thanks, me and Johnny. Appreciate it. Staying in the Six Nations for the rest of our news, the Welsh Rugby Union has come to an amical resolution with its former general manager of women's rugby, Charlotte Watham, who had launched an employment tribunal proceedings over claims of sexual discrimination. We wish Charlotte all the very best for the future. Over in France, the Elite One got up and running a weekend or two ago. So there's two pools of five culminating playoffs in May. In Pool 1, Paul beat Toulouse 6-3. Not a classic, uh, but what a start for Poe over the champions. Montpellier won at Stade René 3-15. And Stade Bordelais also won on the road at Chili Mazin. In Pool 2, Blackout opened their campaign with a 32-10 win at Lille. Grenoble shook Clermont to win 27-12. And Lyon went down to 17-10 to Bobogny. Last weekend, obviously Round 2, saw Montpellier and Stade Bordelais chalk up their second wins over Lens and Stade René, respectively. And in Pool 2, Lyon bounced back, beating Lille on the road. And Blagnac made it 2-2 two two with a 29-10 victory over Grenoble. Staying in France, there's been a coaching shake-up with the former Test star Gail Mignot, who will co-coach alongside David Ortiz, with both being promoted from their roles as assistant coaches. They replaced Thomas Derrick, who has left the role for family reasons. Annick Herald continues her role as team manager. So some good news there for women in coaching. Although over in South Africa, they're on the market for a new head coach. With Stanley Rabenheim leaving his post at the end of this month. What an exciting role that promises to be alongside Lynn Cantwell. And what a great way to sign off for Stanley at the World Cup in New Zealand. And last but not least, news from England and the Premier 15s. It was confirmed last week by the RFU that eight clubs have been selected via the tender process and offered a place in the Premier 15's competition from 23-24 season, subject to signing of a shareholder and other agreements. The clubs selected at this stage, I think it's important to say that, at this stage, following a competitive tender process which saw strong proposals submitted, are... Bristol Bears, Ealing Trailfinders, Exeter Rugby Club, Gloucester Hartbury, Harlequins, Leicester Tigers, Loughborough Lightning and Saracens. Huge congratulations initially showed off the bat to Leicester Tigers and to Ealing Trailfinders. By all accounts, the tendering process was highly, highly professional and no stone was left unturned. So to get through that pretty much straight off the bat um, is, is very commendable. Uh, and obviously Leicester is a hugely hot rugby bed. The league has the capacity for 10 teams, 
And while a number of clubs have not been selected to enter at this stage, there is the potential for clubs to join the league at a later stage. This is all from the RFU press release. And the RFU and Women's Premier 15s Limited, WP15, will continue to work with these clubs on their potential to participate in the league. The selection panel also made a strong recommendation for the RFU and WP15 to explore how greater geographical spread can be provided in the league. This process will begin in January when discussions with clubs and institutions will take place and will form part of the RFU's wider review of the women's competition structure in England. Now on the face of this, and I think that's important again to, to say on the face of this, this has caused... Some real emotional uh, across social media. That's the that's the way that everybody does it nowadays, isn't it? And I think particularly around Sale, we understand the uncertainty around Worcester at the moment and all they've gone through. But boy, doesn't the heart go out to to their players and and what a response on the field last weekend from them. Uh, I've checked in with 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 Joe Yap. Um, was again very uncertain. Seems like the sort of heart and soul has been sort of ripped out of the club with, with everybody sort of jumping off the, the, the sinking ship. So you understand that one. Uh, DMP, I think the ship has sort of sailed there and that opportunity to give them some support went several years ago, uh, you know, when they were shipping three-figure scores from the uh, from the very off in the Premier 15s. But I think it's the sail uh, decision at the moment that has caused high emotion. On the face of it, Sale have done nothing wrong. Sale have done everything that's been asked of them, created a club, got some brilliant coaches. Not to begin with, didn't get everything right, but got some really, really good coaches in now. Some young players, got some young players coming through the academy as well. And this season, really beginning to string some performances and, and therefore some results together. On the face of it, they've been binned off out of the league. But I think hearing what I'm hearing behind the scenes and stuff that you know isn't for air... That is not the case, or the RFU doesn't want that to be the case, and that probably won't be the case when the league starts out. But for for my money, it would be nice to have a press conference and, and actually speak to someone from the RFU just to clear up a, a few of these things, because we do our due diligence in, in asking people about the situation, and, and we here on the WRP, we spoke to the RFU to have a representative to, to come and answer a few questions on the pod today that was refused uh we've spoken to to sale and worcester if they wanted to have a, a mouthpiece here but both sides as, as it were but i think it's probably a good idea to to take the christmas break for the emotions to to calm down and, and see where we are then i just get a little bit more clarity on it because i think that's what it's missing at the moment i thought the timing of the announcements, pretty strange. Friday afternoon, everyone goes off for Christmas and we can't sort of get any more in-depth answers than uh, than we would like to, to some fairly obvious questions. Um, but hey-ho, that is the way that it's been done. And those are the clubs at the moment. But I think it will change and change fairly significantly come the new year. Round three a couple of weeks ago now, foul weather put pay to the Worcester versus Bristol and DMP Wasp games. Loughborough were humbled 54 points to 5 by Exeter. Sale were beaten 40 points to 3 at the hands of Quinns. And in a statement result, Gloucester Hartbury beat the champion Saracens at their place 53-7. Last weekend, Exeter thumped Quinns 27-0. 
Gloucester Harbour put 61 points on DMP. Bristol just about squeezed past Loughborough Lightning, 31 points to 26. While Sale, Saris was postponed in a highly emotional fixture. Worcester showed all their character and smashed was 50 points to nil. So at this early stage, Gloucester Harbour lead the pack, dropping just one point. Exeter in second and Bristol in third. Queens make up the top four. Let's have a word now, though, with one of those leading lights in the leading team at the moment. One of the great entertainers from the circus is Kelsey Jones. I'm Gary Street, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. It is a very jolly Merry Christmas uh, to Kelsey Jones from Gloucester Hartbury and Wales. Merry Christmas, Kelsey. How are we? Merry Christmas. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yes, very good. I need a haircut, but apart from that, we're all uh, we're all good. Um, what's what's Christmas shaping up for you? Your family girl get that impression. Um, so into the into the deep bosom of the family is it for Christmas? Yeah, quite lucky now. Um, we're able to train at home and things. So back home with the family, um, annoying my niece or she's annoying me. I don't know which one uh, which way round it is, but um, yeah, definitely just. Christmas shopping done, ready to in- enjoy time with some family. So, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Look, well, you've been back um, a, a little time now. And obviously, we, we got you on to have a, a little chat about Gloucester Hartbury, the circus. Again, we'll, we'll get into that as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you've been back from New Zealand now. Um, just reflections on 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 that tournament and um, you know, h- how well you think uh, you did and, and, and Wales did. Firstly, what an experience, what a beautiful country, what an amazing experience, um, just an absolute whirlwind of emotions, um, a roller coaster of a ride. Honestly, there's so much that could be said, but ultimately, amazing experience. Um, you know, it was exciting to see so many contracts introduced um, to the point that every girl that was out there was contracted to be able to concentrate on rugby and on that World Cup. So, um you know that's the that's the forefront of it is that we had nothing else to worry about back home other than the sole focus to be on rugby so to start off like that was amazing that was like to just have that focus on rugby makes such a difference um but yeah you know we're really building as a squad great to have um Johan on board with us and now obviously he signed a contract as well to stay with us until the next world cup which personally since being involved in in um the setup you know we've we've had a bit of disruption in in regards to coaches so it's good to just have that like um be it like to be able to build connections then with, with your coach and like have that comfortable area there um uncertainty i guess because it, it's just always been uncertainty so yep. um yeah it you know i think we're in a good place at the minute um we're building to something really big um it's a really exciting squad, really, really exciting squad. And um, I think, you know, the World Cup, we we really built on what we're trying to achieve. Um, by all means, there's still a lot of progress to be made. Um, but already you can see the difference um, with the contracts being in place, allowing girls to just focus on their rugby. And I think the biggest thing for us has been like having that time to recover. Um, so obviously you always put 100% into your rugby regardless, but being able to recover and actually focus on rugby, whether it comes down to analysis, your rehab, your prehab, there's so much that goes into being a professional athlete. So um, just being able to have that time to allow us to do that has been a huge impact. So definitely, yeah, it's going good. It's a a professional contract, almost like a a petrol tank. 
you want you want to be full full all the time to to give the full engine the, the full noise but if there's only a quarter of a tank because you've had to make your lunch and eat that in the car and then travel to to do and then do your eight hour work and do it there's only so much in the tank so you can only give so much and then, you know um that's an awful analogy but um uh yeah i i, I know what i mean it, it makes sense to me as well like I'm very much someone that likes to put 100% into something but when back when I was working with with Gloucester Rugby you know you put a little bit into the rugby and you put a little bit into your work and then actually you're not given anything 100% and I kind of hated that a little bit so um, yeah just being able to have that focus and, and you know when I say like recovery physically 100% but also like mentally being able to switch off a little bit because obviously when you're going back into work the next day eight o'clock in the morning you work all day you go straight to rugby training it's um yeah it's it's tough so um that that's been huge as well like mentally huge improvements so yeah it's, it's good yeah absolutely well yes yeah, so you kind of door we just uh got Rachel Mack on the pod as well contracts there island of got themselves at the, at the table as well, you guys, and just seamlessly moving from one to the other. New era, new start to the season at Gloucester Heartbreak, down at the circus there. Um, what an amazing start to the season. Can you tell us why you called the circus? <laughs> um, <laughs> there are a lot of um, antics that go on. Careful we, now. We, we, we enjoy our time together. You know, we are a circus Um but but one big family. Um, one it's because we're a dysfunctional family. Put it that way. <laughs> dysfunctional family of performers. <laughs> Definitely, literally. Um, nah, there's no place I'd rather be if I'm being honest. Oh, this is me. You know. Ooh, no. <laughs> hey, that is, that is our song. <laughs> is it? Yeah, we always listen to it if we're running out um, at the Al Pass Arena. That's usually the song we'll put on um, to run out to. So. I genuinely, genuinely didn't know that. Um, my word, <laughs> crystal ball's working well. But no, look, it's it's been outstanding um, start to the season. Obviously, you know, a, a good win over DMP would go to suspect. You, you would probably expect you to to go there uh, and do that. But if not many put fifty three points on 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 the reigning chair champions at their place, caveat: there's some players missing, but on both sides. But what do you put this start to the season down to? Honestly, and I'll, I'll always say it, but we are building and building and building. And I think we have over the last couple of years, but I think this year we, we're really seeing the progress and the depth that, that we have in the squad. Um, of course, obviously, the Cup was first with a couple of the girls away with um, the World Cup. But even then, our girls that aren't internationals, like we have so much depth in our squad. And I think we've really focused and built that that this season we've really been able to hit the ground running. Um, and I think it's really good, like, no matter who's starting, who's on the bench and who's missing out, like, we've got such good players there. Like, that, that's just the way it's going to be throughout the season. And some people may look at that and think, oh, like, not really great, you're not going to be playing. But actually, it's such an opportunity because the competition is there and that's exactly what you want to be better. Like, we're very much being able to push each other to be better players. And I think, you know, throughout training as well, you're able to see that transfer onto the pitch. Um, you know, a huge thing for us as well is to focus on ourselves. And a lot of people say it and we've said it over the years, but I think like we're, we're building something exciting and we feel that bubbling. And actually we are just focusing on ourselves and what we can do against these teams. Um, so, so, yeah, honestly, it's, it's, it's been great so far and I'm actually loving every minute of it. 
Oh, great. It's great to come back to something that's not off the off the back of a World Cup when the, you know, no doubt there's a, a bit of fatigue and whatever. Some new signings in there. Who's 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 making some waves in the changing room? Who's making some waves on the on the training park? I think I've got a new best friend in Maud. <laughs> Maud Moore is Everyone one of loves the best Maud. girls I have ever met. <laughs> No, she's a great human, great player. You know, you got Alex Matthews coming in and debut on the weekend, scoring. What what more could you ask for players coming back? You know, and then we've already got Zoe Allcroft. So, you know, there's exciting names in names in the squad. Um and yeah, they're all contr- uh, contributing something to the squad and um it's really, really exciting. Um I known known Mo for a fair few years now. Um well, well documented. Um, you know, not going to the World Cup and whatever. I suspect she's been more because she's kind of mother of the group. Everyone can pop around and have tea and da 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 and all the rest of it. She's always always been like that, sort of you know, this sort of spiritual captain of the side for many years. But I suspect the bit has been well and truly uh between her teeth this season. Would would that be about right? Yeah, I mean it's 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 always tough, isn't it, to hear that and I think a lot of people were shocked. Um, so I can only imagine, obviously, how, how she feels. But, like, a blessing in disguise, maybe, in a way, for for, um, for Gloucester, because she was able to be there with the girls, like, throw up the cup, build something. And, you know, Sarah Beckett as well, another, another name that was unfortunate to, to not be able to get a spot on that plane to go to New Zealand. So another great signing for us. And as you've seen, as she's been playing, like, amazingly, um, you know, it's exciting. I think, yeah, like I said, maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise for, for Gloucester because they've been the forefront and, the, and a leader for, for them um, throughout the Cup and then building in, into the um, Prem. Yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, no, well, she's, um, yeah, she's uh, yeah, a very energetic character. Um, yeah, sitting top of the league, only dropped a, dropped a point, you know, You've beaten, beaten, beaten the top sides already. Uh, Worcester up next um, in January. Bit, bit, bit of time off now. Um, where are you with your your career and and you know, you're part of a you know, exciting time with the, the contracts and what have you? How happy are, are you with where you are, Kelsey Jones? Where do you want to? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? I, I as long as I'm enjoying playing the sport, I, I really don't mind. Um, you know, I'm always gonna push myself to be the best I can be. Um, it's great in club. I've got two international other hookers with me to push me to be the best in Connie Powell and Neve Jones. So um I mean, I just try and focus on myself, try, try and better myself in every way I can. And obviously we've touched upon it, but the contracts, like that's really allowing me to be able to do that. Um I think sometimes throughout the Six Nations last year I'll be honest I I found myself um in a bit of a dark hole because the year before that I had the neck injury so I missed out of the autumns that year and then I came back into the Six Nations this year um but with balancing the work um and rugby training and because a lot of the girls were either full-time or part-time then and I still had no contract um it, it it was extreme extremely tough uh mentally physically emotionally as you can imagine so um so yeah you know just having that little taste of professionalism you know we don't know what's going to happen in the new year yet but you know hopefully we won't be taking steps backwards in regards to contracts and um yeah fingers crossed I can put my hand up and do everything I can to be given another opportunity to be, to be able to say I'm a professional rugby player next year 
um and that will just allow me the time to to progress on and you know really like try and make a name for myself enjoying my rugby but also putting on a show for other people so um so yeah it's, it's exciting you love your ruggers don't you yeah I really do I couldn't imagine life without it now which is weird because I didn't start until I was 16 17 so um so yeah a little bit later than others but now I can't imagine life without it <laughs> brilliant no yeah a late bloomer but yeah there are some it sounds like a weird thing you love your ruggers you yeah you, you play for your country but there are some players who don't particularly you know like the sport you know to do physically but don't kind of have any interest but um I, I guess being Welsh helps that it's in it's in the blood but um <laughs> no you, you always play with a massive smile on your face and it's always joyous to 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 see that um just one last question before I let you get on but you've probably done all your rapping as well have you no I haven't yes, so gotta. that is one thing I really don't like doing is rapping so I've kind of like sort of put my presence in my sister's room because she enjoys it with the rap and pip and I'm like hello please <laughs> 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 for mum dad Connie <laughs> so yeah Brilliant. nice uh well look I hope you've got a bicycle to wrap um anyway <laughs> back to um back to uh Worcester look as you say you, you look near perfect start to the season <clears> um a, a squad across the board you've spoken about the depth it, it looks in a, an incredible place um Sean Lynn, obviously a, a, a good guy, well-respected, well-liked across the league and in, in and outside of the, the, the club. Um, what's the prediction for, for this season? What what are the targets? Have you, have you set targets? Have you set top four? This is our year to win it. We've got to be a semi-final. We've got to be a home semi. Where, where, where are the expectations within the group? Do you know what? We actually haven't had much conversation around that. And I think any squad would be lying if they said they're not going to aim for the top top four. I mean, that's the aim, right? You play rugby, you want to win, you 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 want to be the best. Um, so we haven't really actually like like set any targets um, other than definitely going to go for top four. But I think we're very much taking every game as it comes. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Like what's exciting is there's a lot of conversation around Gloucester Harpery now. Um, you know, we have people talking about us, which is, which is really exciting. I, you know, spotlight's on us, but that's where we need to come back down a little bit and be like, right, what's our next game? What's our targets for that game? And, you know, how are we going to achieve getting another win against them? So, um, th- personally, I want to go and win it. I, I definitely want to go and win it. There's no reason why we can't this year. As long as we keep doing what we're doing, focusing on each game that, you know, is coming our way um, and, and getting five points every time. I mean, I don't see why, why we can't. Um but yeah, taking every game as it comes, you know, we'll have this Christmas break, train over Christmas break um, by ourselves and then get back in in the new year running, um, ready to hit the ground and play Worcester. Yeah, no, great stuff. Um, and, it, and it does seem, because two, three years ago, it certainly wasn't the case. It was very much Hartby, not close to Hartby, but the, the, the club of buying in and um, and James Forrest has been, been doing, I know, some excellent work but behind the scenes. It's an interesting league and, um, you know, it's it's anybody's there. But uh, look, we will let you get on uh, with your eggnog making and surreptitiously <laughs> pushing presidency to your sister's room to rap. Uh, just don't give her her own to rap, would be my yeah. only advice. Yeah, to be fair, I'll put it out there. Me and my sisters have said, we're not going to do presents this year. We'll focus on, on, on the other family members. So... Lovely. That's not too bad, as long as we're in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey, really, really nice to chat you. Thanks so much for joining us on the WRP. Um, and yeah, keep smiling. No, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's about it for this week. Just for me to say a very Merry Christmas 
to everybody out there. Just a couple of shout-outs. UAE National Girls Team are Asia Rugby Sevens Under-18s Champions beating India 26-5 in the final. Liz Patu and Lil Batapasinga, the Wallaroos, have both announced their international retirements. Not a huge amount of caps, but Australia you know, don't play a huge amount of rugby, but they've been great, great servants on and off the field for for the Wallaroos. And, uh, yeah, well done and all the best with your next steps in whatever you are doing. And lastly, to Wicklow Rugby Club in winning their first national rugby trophy. A ring endorsement of their hard work and progress this season in what is only their second year in the AIL Ireland League ranks. 12 months ago, they were bottom of the table, but now AIL Ireland League Women's Conference winners 22-17 over Galwegians. Well done to them. And one last reminder, Harlequins against Bristol on the 27th. I think it's all sold out at the Stoop now. It's been had to move big game. That's now been postponed till March. So they've dropped down to the, to the bungalow next door uh, to the Stoop 130 on BT Sport for that one as well. Just remains for me to say a big thank you to our guests, Hannah O'Connor to Kelsey Jones, of course the Doc, Rachel Malcolm. Big thank you to Tom and Vicky as well. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. See you next time.